It's time for episode 616 of Who Charted, the show where comedians and musicians discuss the top five songs and movies of the week. Congratulations, you have reached Checkpoint Rocktober on the road back to summer 2023. I'm your host, H. Michael Cray, a.k.a. Chart Link Later, Howard Kramer. What's up, stars? <laughs> How's it going, man? Good, good. How are you? We're good. We're we're halfway through October. We are. Uh, it's getting scary. I think the second half of October is where it starts to really get scary. The yeah. movies, the costumes, the slashers. This is like the second half. This is when it gets intense. Have you been treating yourself to any scares or scary movies? I've been watching scary movies, just old ones that I happen to have on DVD. And... Um, most of them are bad. I'm watching them on times two speed. Times two speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, that feels extra wrong for a scary, like a plotting kind no, of No, I mean, when I know they're making me wait just for someone to jump out, I just want to get yeah, it over with, get, it get me to the with. next scene. So <laughs> I'm doing that. Do you and, decorate uh, the manor at all for Halloween? Um, not really. No one really comes in here. So there's no one to really yeah. decorate for. But maybe I, there'd be a window dressing or something like that. I do like, have a one of those skeleton things that wooden skeletons. Okay, you know those. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a skeleton decoration. You're making a gesture as if you're like pulling. It's like, like hang, it's just, it looks like a Dia del Muerte. It looks like just one oh, of yeah. those kind of skeletons. So, um, so I may hang that. Somewhere. I may hang that okay, up. You may hang yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> well, right on. I bet our guest has some definite opinions on Halloween. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I know exactly what you're talking about as far as <laughs> I think the pole wooden skeleton, it is specific. But I recall that they sell those at Descanso Gardens. <laughs> oh, right on. And they look, like Dia, they look like Dia de los Muertos and you pull them and they kind of go. Yeah, 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 they're like wacky. Classic. What's yeah. that? Uh, what's the Disney movie everyone's watching? Uh, oh, um, I believe that would be Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Oh, uh, no. that one <laughs> no. and uh, oh, you mean Coco, Coco, right? All right, Coco. Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that Coco exact a, kind of skeleton. Hey, Coco let's introduce. Let's introduce this disembodied voice. Hi. You know him from. The band Silver Sun Pickups, and he's a fan of these podcasts. Please welcome <laughs> Brian Obear. Wow. Hi, everybody. Wow. Hey. Hi. What is happening with you? Honor to have you. <laughs> Second, Brett, my guy. Hey. What's up? Good to have you on. Uh, nice to meet it's you. It's been a while. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm, I'm excited you're here. It's spooky season, that's for sure. And you think the second half is spookier than the first? I do. I think it starts to ramp up now. You were saying you've got a child, so this is probably the time when you start trotting them out on the streets dressed as a as a, <laughs> a witch or something. Yeah, I, we. I, yeah, in our household, we he dresses up every day but Halloween. That's that's our that's our lore. So you're not allowed to do it on Halloween. Sorry, I'm strict. But every day before that, it's on. No, right on. I have to. He he asks me because the way stores sell things now. He kind of goes, well, is it Halloween coming up? And it's July. <laughs> and I go, no, right. no, it's not. And he goes, why is there stuff here? And I go, I don't know, man. 
<laughs> yeah, they're cutting you your me, summer short. Yes, yeah, there's Christmas stuff up now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's way too early. And so it's it's hard for him to sort of gauge. <laughs> that would be my slasher movie. If someone comes and kills off all the people that, that shorten summer, you know, the, the back <laughs> mm-hmm. to school sales and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like that. Right sales, up. slap sales slasher. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I think it's so, because they don't, they don't want us to have any Halloween clearance items. Right. That's sort of my, my, my headspace. I know what yeah. you're doing. I know what you're doing out there. Have you picked out a costume for the youngster or are you going to allow he, that? He's going to get to pick his own. He has, he has picked it out. And I uh, usually, well, now he's seven. He has a little more focus because before I would, I had a window of time, especially during the pandemic where you had to order things and stuff. And I, his mind changed so much that I said, okay, now we're at a point where you can't change your mind anymore. You got to like stick with this thing and you can't Mm, commit, but, but boy, he has committed. He is obsessed with being link from the legend of Zelda. Oh, wow. Cool. He loves link. And that is what he still wants to be. And he's been had that in about a month now. Made it so easy for me. Which game does he play? Or where did he, he learn about Link? Was that from He you? just started. Um, we just implemented the Switch can come into weekends. He can play the Switch. He's, this is the first month that he's been doing it. He's seen it and he's played it at other people's houses. So right. here he'll play. He loves Breath of the Wild, which is amazing. really fun to watch because he just gets to run around, you know, like it, it is amazing to watch him explore it, you know? Yeah. And he this goes, what do one. I do? And then he loves, actually, I pulled up the old Zelda and the Super Nintendo one. He liked those as well. So th- the those best. are his reference points. He knows the first, he knows the last, Right. Which is probably good for a lot of horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Get the first enough. and the last. <laughs> a lot of scares. Those are the, mm-hmm. that's the best. He has good taste for a, for a young So one. far, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he loves a game called Hollow Knight as well, which is like this indie oh. game that I love. He has whole birthday I know that parties. One. Yeah. You know those, the art yeah. with the. He even knows he's seven. He. <laughs> <laughs> He's seven. He he asked me about Team Cherry, which is three people from Australia who made that game. I'm <laughs> like, wow. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so he, he knows, goes, like, yeah, he's interested he, in the industry of it. He's like he the saw, liner notes already. <laughs> he saw, yes. Yeah. You know, because they have a YouTube and so he, he'll pull it up and he'll want to see that and hear about Hollow Knight. And, and it's, it's so specific, you know. And it's interesting because it, it, kids can just... There's no monoculture except for, you know, once in a while, a stranger things comes around. Uh-huh. Yeah. But most of the time, everybody's just like all on their own. Oh, like, from yeah, their own it, niche. Yeah, yeah. My, he, my son is telling them about Godzilla and this other kid's like, oh, I know about Ultraman. And this person's like, what's about this? And so my son telling everybody about Hollow Knight, this, this indie game, right? So his birthday party was themed Hollow Knight. And so <laughs> it's just a bunch of kids going, what? Looks like a... I just got a bunch of white balloons and painted bug eyes on it. You know, you can't oh, buy great. it, which is great. Yeah. I love not yeah. having anything yeah. to buy. Um, to just Craft make it, it yourself. Yeah. The kids are just like, what is this, Nightmare for Christmas? Like, <laughs> You're like, it's <laughs> a Metroidvania. That's what I, get it my son Steve, says yeah. that. He doesn't know what that means. <laughs> He's like, Metroidvania. And then when he saw my friend playing Metroid Dread, he went, oh, uh, Metroidvania. He kind of knew what it meant. Right. 
Guys, this is very scary talk. It is. Well, it's good for Rocktober. Yeah. yeah, Rocktober. Yeah. Well, the kids will have eclectic influences, be it video games, uh, music, or costumes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say um, video game developers are like rock stars at this point. Like, they can Especially be. for those indie games. Like, people treat them mm-hmm. like rock stars these days. They can't. I mean, they're, they're, there's an indie scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a pavement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's like a, a pavement Sonic of video games. There's a Sonic yeah. Youth out there, the Pixies. <laughs> You know, and then Who's you have the Gigi your, like, Allen of, of that. Then you you have your Woodstock '99 crowd, which is like the Call of Duty, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, heavy weapons. All yeah, all <laughs> destroy all, everything. Yeah, uh, all art uh, is kind of the same. You know, it all kind of runs in the, those gamuts, but it's pretty amazing. Totally. Um, some of those games are pretty astonishing. I think Hollow Knight was just blew me away, especially in the beginning of the pandemic. I kind of fell my way into it on these little pockets of not, you know, watching my son and then making sure he was okay. It, when I had little moments to myself, I would just kind of meditate out into that game. And it was yeah. the music still, if I hear the music of that game, it'll bring me back so into good. kind of a panic, but kind of a peace. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like a, Start like running a, around your house. Yeah. Early like a little pandemic bit of a, vibes. A little bit, yeah. Early, like a little bit of a panic because I'm not, sure what's going to happen in the world uh-huh. or what's going to happen making sure my ha- my house is safe with my family and then a little bit of peace knowing I love being in here and, there, and there's nothing out there for me to do <laughs> I can just be in here and be okay yeah yeah alright shall yeah. we get in the uh, music chart let's Are do we, it do you guys video game chart <laughs> we, uh, we actually did it do. once a month ago or two yeah <laughs> never changes right <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little sludgy. difficult to find like a good reliable chart for it. Yeah. Last time there was a Steam chart and we did that, but we'll check oh, into wow, it yeah. a couple times a year maybe. Yeah. All right, let's do the music chart. Howard will wrap go. the theme for you live. Oh, I'll wrap you the history of recorded music. Here we go. to play LPs, 8-tracks, cassettes, and CDs. Now we download and we stream. What's next? NFTs? <laughs> Tunes. Right on. There you go. That's, that's pretty sick. Yeah, it's conclusive. <laughs> it's conclusive. I didn't, and was that also exclusive? And exclusive, yeah. I felt like um, I, I, I wasn't ready for that to... I wasn't ready to be taken by that. Like, oh, I right on. It's kind of like the metaverse. We you, just you took moved you out me there. a little bit. <laughs> feels it good. starts and ends before you think it does. Yeah, I went whoa. Like right when I felt like, oh my god, I'm really into this, and then it was over. <laughs> Leave yeah. wanting more. Leave wanting more always. It's what like do you think your uh, movie? What do you think your shortest song is? The Silver Sun Pickups shortest oh, track. I know. I know what it is. Actually, it's a song called Straw Man on. Oh, that's scary. Widow's Weeds. Yeah, a little bit. And I think it's under three. But normally, we're a, we're a long song yeah. kind of band. Not long on play. purpose. That is a, it's rare for you to have one that's that's like two minutes, yes. 50. Yeah. Very, very rare. It's And in our heads, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then we look down and we like rehearse it and play it. And we go, wow, that's got to be four minutes, right? And then seven minutes. Damn. Right. 
Time we just flies. Don't know. Like we feel like, well, I don't know what to cut out, and then so we just let. If people want to ever play our songs on radio, we just say chop out, do whatever you want, as long as our version is ours. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. You're known as the Grateful Dead of of the of the new <laughs> century. We are. We are. We are very much known that. Yeah. We are known as the great the Grateful Dead. We are very grateful. <laughs> very grateful. Um, all right. So what what chart do we have this week? All right. I'm looking at the Shazam chart. So the top 200 in the United States for Shazam. Oh my God. Right wow. on. So uh, top five here. Coming in at number five. Number five. This is interesting. Fleetwood Mac with Yay! Everywhere. Awesome. Did a new skateboarder come out? <laughs> How'd they do that? This is so strange. So what? This has to be in a soundtrack somewhere. Yeah, right? Stranger Things or something. <laughs> it's not strange. <laughs> I would think like it is. After running up that hill, you just yeah. think everything's in Stranger Things. I hear well, it. You know what? Like, though, why is that like, on the charts? Stranger, Stranger Things is over this year. Running up that hill to me no. is the ult- ultimate, like, yeah. F- fuck yeah moment. In, yeah. In music to me, because that totally. song deserves to be. So known, and of course that song sounds cooler than anything around. You know what I mean? To like right. young kids, they're just like, "Oh my god, I don't care when this thing was made. This thing sounds cooler than anything I have heard." You know? Right, it's real right. deal. People so copy good. it now. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It, ma- it makes my heart go crazy thinking that there's kids out there listening to Kate Bush. <laughs> right on. Well, I like this one coming back too. It's a little Me more too. upbeat than the Kate Bush. Fleetwood yeah, Mac was- ever gone though? You know. Yeah, no, yeah, they're pretty, like, just always there. I, went, I, went, I, I like hearing Christine McVie, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. her her stuff's a little more upbeat. I was mm-hmm. talking about this with someone, someone the other day, like, Fleetwood Mac, can you imagine if that band existed now, like, in this generation? If they were, like, a young band right now, all the inner drama how oh, yeah. how exciting that would be? Like, TMZ. I think the, these kids have never seen anything like that. Yeah. Like that amount of gossip and drama in a band, like they were, they were in the wrong era in some ways. I feel like they wouldn't make it. (laughs) There'd be be hashtags and teams and things. And yeah, I mean, I remember Stevie Nicks would host, you know, the, the mass singer or something. Well, they just especially pull when her bands out of there. very, very big, you know, when things got really, really yeah. popular stuff. Uh, the what people hold up them up to is really odd. Like they forget like how these are empathetic and kind of like nervous people and yeah. and wounded kind of people. I remember being at a Grammy party, um, and Amy Winehouse when she was alive was up for one of the awards, and I and I was at this Grammy party. And I was hating it because it was just industry people. It was just weird. Yep. And my, my wife and I were sitting there and all these names came up, you know, like for this song. And it said this song written by, you know, 30 people, this song written by 30 people. And then it said rehab by Amy Winehouse by Amy Winehouse, like one thing, you know, mm. and this person next to me was like, what? that's such a shame that she's, she shouldn't be, um, she shouldn't be nominated. She's not a good role model. And I remember thinking, oh my God. What? My Are you geez. kidding me? The one like art, the one actual artist up there. Right. You know, yeah. just as Someone. like too, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the, like, the was thing, that a seat filler or something? Who, who was that? Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible yeah, I, take. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes me like, I don't know what. Have the role be, model to, Grammys for if you want to give it out for that. To be know? that popular <laughs> like Fleetwood Mac was, I don't know if I could, you know, it would, it would, I don't know what it would be. It would, you know what it would be? It would, it would turn into a, a, a band that got loved for the circus and the music got ignored. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. Those stories would become the mm -hmm. main thing. Like a yeah. Lindsay Lohan kind of thing or Lindsay Buck Lohan. Oh, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay Buckingham's not in the band, right? He's out of the band now. I oh yeah. That's my, that's kind of my favorite thing about Fleetwood Mac was mm -hmm. that they finally broke up or kicked Lindsay Lohan out. Like, just a Lindsay few Lohan? years ago. They kicked Lindsay like, Lohan? Lindsay Lohan, yeah. Lindsy Lindsay Buckingham. Buck Lindsay Buck Lohan, sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> Buckingham, no. like that. He finally left in like the 2000s after all of that. And then they, like, they're still you know, having infighting. They've you know, had, well, why, you know, they're still alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why, well, I guess what their story is not over. They're still functioning as and humans day to day. The fact and that they, they just go, okay, yeah, we'll replace you. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like after 50 years. Right. It took I them that, that long way. to find someone else who finger picks the, the electric guitar. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, uh, I fell into a, a, a Fleetwood Mac dive not that long ago. And, and, um, God, some of the sounds. You know, on those records before, oh, yeah. you know, before the eighties hi-fi kind of sound where everything has to sound right. thin and bass is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Those records, those Fleetwood Mac records and those songs, man, they just, they just ooze over you. Right. Mm -hmm. It just totally. feels yeah. so right. Best snare sound. Great. Best snare it. sound uh, in any Interesting. Album, I think. So good. You know what song has the worst snare sound maybe of all time? <laughs> Which one? Is the <laughs> is that uh the uh, collective soul? Wait, um, what? You mean bah, yeah? Bah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. you never you, you think of that in the back of your head as like just this big rock song. Mm -hmm. Do yourself a favor, just listen to it again and only listen to the drum sound. It is mm -hmm. the weakest <laughs> weakest possible drum sound you've ever heard. <laughs> it's very funny. It's not like those uh those drum sounds, you know, when you hit it and it reverbs till the end of time, you know, they're still yeah. reverbing to this <laughs> yeah, day. No, the no. I, <laughs> I feel like in my bedroom, wherever, whoever's living in my old house, in my uh -huh. bedroom, my childhood bedroom, there's probably still the sound of a Def Leppard drum kit, like, <laughs> like bouncing right. off the walls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's in there. That's like Stranger Things. They get pulled into it's the upside like down. Things. Oh. It's a lot like Stranger Things. Speaking yeah, of gonna, that, I found I out, that. I figured out why this song is on the chart. Okay. It's from a uh, Chevy electric car commercial. Really? That wow. Was, yeah. Wow. That really does matter, huh? That's all they it should, took well, it's to a Shazam chart, up. so people do Shazam commercials. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But that's still pretty big. I mean, usually mm -hmm. Shazam charts, you know, some big hits. Well, that's good. But uh, all right. I'll go for Fleetwood Mac. You know, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Christine McVie jam, like you said. Remember she had a... Yeah. Did you guys ever remember their solo record? Christine McVie had this solo record, and then Lindsey uh, Buckingham had a solo record, I think. In the 80s? Out. Yeah. And Christine McVie kind of had that Julian Lennon kind of sound. You know, okay. like you said, the upbeat, like... Yeah. Like the George Harrison's cover of that, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Like the, Too late uh, for goodbye. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
And like, int, 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 int. yeah, that almost like dance pop, <laughs> mm-hmm. like light, cheesy dancing. Just yeah. a little bit, not too much. Right. Le- electric yeah. piano, but not too electric, you know? Yeah. That whole generation. Her, was, her voice was, is kind of sad, but then she like sings upbeat songs, like, like yeah, Michael yeah. McDonald or somebody. Right. It's perfect, really. <laughs> yeah. And her compared to Stevie Nicks, you know what I mean? Like, she's so much more subtle. Mm-hmm. Much more. Um, Fuck, Mary, kill Stevie <laughs> Nicks, Lindsey Buckingham, yep. and uh, Christine McVie. Okay, kill mm. Lindsey Buckingham. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty easy. <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> uh, fuck, f- fuck Stevie Nicks and Mary Christine McVie. Yeah, there you go. That sounds well right. played. Um, you played that ham perfectly. I don't think there's another answer to that. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I've heard, by the way, that um, Mary Stevie. Tough, like producing tough. Stevie Nicks, like she has her like her own mixer. I've, I've heard something that like she has a very specific like nose whistle at this mm. point, like when she oh, sings, wow. and that's always like a big thing is like Cut notch, the nose notching whistle. out that nose whistle. Wow, being able to mix it out. She's got know, a special like a, nose whistle notcher. Uh, is, this, <laughs> is, is this? Are you hinting at like the all the, <laughs> the uh, all the um, you know big. Stevie Nicks cocaine. Yeah, I think it's probably from like, years of cocaine use. Yeah, right. but I, I don't. You know, it's hard to separate those fact and fiction stuff. You know, like when I was a right, kid, yeah. like one of the first things you hear about Stevie Nicks is like, <laughs> I'm like fourth grade. You right. know, like Stevie right. Nicks does so much coke, her nose fell off, and her dad ate it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even without the cocaine, she definitely has like an interesting like sinus cavity happening Uh behind her voice, you know, like you can hear it instantly. Um, Didn't they, and I could be wrong, but weren't, weren't Lindsay Buckingham and Stephen X just in the studio in their own band when Mick Fleetwood came in or something like that? And then he heard them or saw them? Yeah. Wasn't that in, I think it might've been in the Sound City documentary. Right. Something like that. And it's just like, how these guys. Like how did they, yeah, they just walked in and saw this kind of powerhouse couple kind of thing. It was just like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. That's incredible. We we want this in this band. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the perfect time for you to just walk into this band that has an opening in it. Oh my God. And I remember Fleetwood Mac being a big, like, again, like I've, as I've gotten older, I've, I've, uh, been able to establish my own relationship with Fleetwood Mac and those things. But, you know, as a kid, I remember it was like Bill Clinton. <laughs> right, oh, yeah, right. Of know, course. Like, yeah. Don't, don't stop. stop thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now it's the Chevy commercial. They always yeah, get way. a, a bump well, for something. It's always like that. And it was the uh, cranberry skateboarder guy for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Coming in at oh, number yeah. four. <laughs> that guy. Um, coming in. Yeah. Number four. Number four. This is Chris Brown with Under the Influence. Sounds like uh, Brian Adams. Yeah. The music. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, uh, don't want to badmouth him. <laughs> no, I, I just sounded like uh, that kind of man loves a woman kind of thing, but, yeah. but with more of a R&B take to it. Less Canadian. <laughs> Less Canadian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I'm... Uh, 
I don't know that song. You know? Yeah. It, it's Yeah. I'm, I feel like he only feel, shows up on the Shazam chart, Chris I Brown. Feel, <laughs> I feel unqualified. I think people you know. are probably having sex to that slow jam style. Maybe they finish early and they go, oh, what's this song? Let's Shazam it. It's probably yeah. what happened, right? You mean, yeah, have sex. Yeah, Shazam the song during sex. Yeah, yeah that may, that's what I would think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hold on. What is this? A little something extra. It's my sex, it's my sex mix. <laughs> Put this on my next one. Yeah, Brian Adams is coming up next. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. You guys have thoughts oh, yeah. on that one? I got no thoughts. I, I don't know. I typically just pass over Chris Brown on this show. I it's like pass over a slow jam because it's like, you know. Yeah. It sounded like I think it, the snippet that I heard, it sounded probably perfectly functional for whatever it is it's supposed to be doing. Right. right. You know, everything's, all the pieces are in place. <laughs> for mainstream people to have sex too on a Tuesday night. Yeah, it's that it's it's that mainstream sex, y'all. Let's get this into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming in at number three. Number three. David Guetta and Baby Rexa with I'm Good. Good, yeah, I'm feeling all right. My God. Does this ever make you just want to quit music when you hear something like that? <laughs> no, no. I, <laughs> You're just like, what am I doing writing an original? No, I make, it, I, I mean, honestly, I go, oh, I guess I'm not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, no, no. I mean, no, that thing is so different. What I, my first instinct my first thought that came to my mind listening to that, that you played that, and again, I don't know anything about that, but I just thought like, oh, wow, we're in a Paul Verhoeven movie. Like it reminded me of mm-hmm. a Robocop commercial. That's funny. Like right. I'd buy that for a dollar, like future, like, whoa, look how cynical and creepy the future is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So distant from what humanity should yeah. be. It's like, that's the kind of like ringtone, which will eventually tell you your toast is ready, you know, like, or something like (laughs) she dropped an F-bomb on that one. I was like, well, maybe that's what that lick was missing. We've never heard it with someone saying (laughs) fuck over it. Like that was the variant. It seems very idiocracy to me. Like, oh, we take that song, but then drop a bunch of F-bombs over it. F-bomb. Modern version. I like too that she went into the studio with him and she said, well, I got this lyric. What do you got? And he just hit that one button. And that goes, it makes that same David Guetta noise. <laughs> who are these people? I don't know who they are. Teach oh, me. Bebe Rexa. She's a singer that does, you know, work with a lot of like EDM producers. And then okay. he's the EDM producer. Oh, gotcha. I, that, yeah, that I figured. Superstar <laughs> DJ guy. Yeah. Well, sounds great, guys. I'd <laughs> right buy that on. for a dollar. Keep I'd buy up. that for a dollar. Make more. All right. Coming in at number two. Number two, Steve Lacey, Bad Habit. There you go. This is a massive hit for him. He's like this modern era, like Rick James type. 
Yeah. Um, I saw was that like, all on his phone. Made makes that on his. Apparently, phone. that was all made on his phone. Uh, honestly, I thought that was kind of rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it, good. It, it was a, in some interesting places, you know. It was interesting. His voice is interesting, and it's like I mean, again, it's apples and oranges. Like whatever, whatever the last two we were listening to, they're achieving exactly what they want. You know what I mean? So they right. are working exactly how they need to function. Yeah. But compared to those two, this thing sounded so college radio to me, like so trippy. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Like, that could, like just now I went, whoa, I feel like I was underwater and it was nice. <laughs> right. You know? Yep. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. necessarily like hear it in that, but he's, he's, his presence is, de- his stage presence is very like Rick James. Like that's rad. He looks kind of cool. like from outer space, and he's got a big. He's got oh, a ba- bass, and he's he's like working the bass. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's um, cool too that it's all I'm just coming from that. his phone, and then he makes it of such a big presentation. You know, that's punk rock. You know, it's like for real. Take it. You know, get, take cut out, cut out the committee. You know, and just go right to the source. I think it's mm, great. For sure, and it easily stands out. Because we heard what the mass. Yeah, it's like, like, like a the, real piece of music. It sounded like somebody made it. Right. For real. <clears throat> All right, coming in at number one. Number one. Sam Smith and Kim Petras with Unholy. That's scandalous. It's a spicy one. I thought that if I was driving around <laughs> the, the way I am, the way I look in a car and the window was rolled down and this was coming out of it, you should be worried about me. Like, I'm Yeah, just, <laughs> you're going on a binge of some kind. It's just not, I shouldn't be doing that. I'm not, I'm an unsavory yeah. human. It's not for a, me. Right, right. <laughs> so... Yeah. That's Watch kind out of for that they, guy. Watch out for that Bry. You know what I'm saying? That guy, that Bry. <laughs> that they they kind of that the song kind of has a theme like that because they're talking about a guy I think going to get gay sex even though he's married. Oh, That's really? What it oh wow! Like. Uh, wow! Wow! So it's like yeah. you go, wait, why is that guy over there? You know, oh, he should be at home. Sam then Smith see- is interesting, right? I think he's really got an insane voice. And I remember, like, in that Bond song, when he did that, that, um, that last Bond song, people kind of came down on him a lot because Radiohead also had the same a song for the same movie. Famously, uh, the Bond producer. Right. Famously, the Bond producers usually kind of coerce. They used to do it more, yeah. where there will be, like, 15 bands in the 90s trying to get in there, and they record <laughs> them all. Right. Um, <clears throat> And oh, and they used two that year? So Radiohead had one, but they decided not to go with it, and they went with Sam Smith. And so I think there was an unfair, you know, like the Radiohead one is spectacularly better from a different right. point of view, my right. point of view, things like yeah. that. And Sam Smith is a little more status quo, but on its own, it's like this guy can croon. You know, th- he For has sure. a hell of a voice on this guy. And Which was his Bond song? What, what, what he was did um, Spectre. 
Okay. Mm. Which is the one before this last one. So, spectre. Yeah. So I in a de- back down. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm right. The spectre. Double <laughs> That's right. Tom Petty did. <laughs> that Tom it? Petty did sue Sam Smith, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. That's right. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Spectre's a better song. I, yeah, it I goes just, like this. Spectre, <laughs> if you wanna hear it, Spectre, Spectre. <laughs> on your face, crossfire. <laughs> I'm a real Spectre girl. Yeah, it was a choice between. Yeah. Sa- I think it was a choice between <laughs> Sam Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, Radiohead, and I believe uh, Napalm Death. Hell oh yeah, shit. nice. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. Speaking of speaking of short songs, they Double just bass. do like a twenty second grindcore, uh, <laughs> you know, Bond song. I would love that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's it. And it's just like one flash of like a, yeah. a silhouetted lady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was that number you, one. That was number one. Yeah. That's wow. a wild one. I'm I'm amazed Fleetwood Mac made it in there. Me too. Yeah, it's great seeing that Chevy commercial. Injections of quality into that shows the like top what it, like if you have a good enough song, or like even just a commercial, like ju- it just being yeah. a flashpoint in a commercial, people will take yeah. notice. Like, whoa, yeah. what's that? Yeah, and like yeah. I said, like those records that have a lot of distinct style. Mm-hmm. Or or producers touch or the way mics are placed and things yeah. like that. Mm. Kate Bush is running up that hill, entering the ears right. of like my nephew who's fifteen and um, uh, it sounds so radical. I think it's something <laughs> you know to do with mean? that like, that era of the eighties and mm-hmm. those kind of deep cut, those more deep cut ones. Like those hit mm-hmm. the ears really well these days. Cause like yeah. everyone's chasing sounds like that. That's true. So people yeah. go like, Oh wow. That sounds like a really interesting, like authentic mm-hmm. sounds like, cause it is, you just have, yeah. there's, there's, there's a, there's 10,000 of those songs that but you know, aren't quite radio 80s, staples. The eighties has such a, um, obviously there's the stranger things, nostalgic sort of thing with the eighties and the eighties nights and eighties music is so bold and the era of it is so big and flashy and all these things. And it sounded so dated for so long, but then mm-hmm. now it's just, it's not even dated. It's just its own thing. And the cultural capital that a lot of these bands have right. after the fact is really interesting. And I think of course, Tears for Fears is playing arenas now because mm-hmm, right. the records are so good. Like that sounds so good. That's yeah. not a band that sounds dated anymore. They just sound like tears for fears. And right. it's a you know? big sound too. Yeah. And it's a big sound and it's a good band. Like Duran Duran is an interesting band because they're insane players. You know, totally. John Taylor is John Taylor Great was the first player. bass player where I, I took notice of what that was. You know, I, I remember, I feel like there was a turning point in the early two thousands where Suddenly, all my friends started singing like Journey unironically, a r- yeah. really loving Journey. Yeah. And just good. that was like a weird switch in my head where I'm like, oh, you don't think that that's cheesy sounding anymore? Or you're just embracing the, the cheese factor. And then now it's become, we're past the point of like cringing at that. Like we just I like, think like it now. My nephews live in a world where Nirvana and Motley Crue swim in the same. Yeah. Yeah, places. yeah, they're just and insane, I, and I, so. I'm here for it. You know, yeah. I think that's yeah. super great. Like, you like what you like, and any era, whatever. Like, they don't care, right? The old, like, old divides. I saw don't this. Matter. I saw this. A friend's kids cover band. There was a bunch of thirteen to fifteen year olds, and the gamut of what they covered. 
you know, it was like Billie Eilish to, to, um, that's what, uh, the, the cranberries, you know, or right. Yeah. Just, it's so eclectic. They're and picking it's so and choosing unpredictable. It, it's so unpredictable. And to them, they don't care at all that it was 19. Like, a queen was really big with my nephew. You know what I mean? Mm, they don't care yeah. that it was older. They just, think, not yeah, older but them. Back in the day that people's influences would be more similar. It would be like mm-hmm. the few things that are on the radio and then like Led Zeppelin, you know, it'd be yeah. added in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, now people can just be all over the map. It's like, where did that kid hear about the zombies? You know, when yeah. he was a little yeah. kid. Yeah, exactly. The zombies. Exactly. Yeah. It's exciting. It's a wild west. And I, I, I feel like for somebody like me, I get excited about that kind of discovery, you know, and I guess for people in the industry, I bet it's terrifying because they're, they're, their whole job is to try and figure out how to like, yeah, they can't make this it's thing, make, yeah. make it make sense. So they're safe, you know, and I get it, but you can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hugging a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no um, equation for how this works, you know? No, right on. there's no like so, common pool to mm-hmm. that we're all swimming in anymore. Should no. make for some exciting records coming up. I okay. think so. I think so. You know, I think you're people. There's a. I will say from the the young kids that I've seen, there's a lot of the laptops have been put away, and a lot of like big muffs and distortion pedals are starting to come out. Like a lot of right. like kids are listening to dinosaur junior, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that. I'll, and I mean, it's exciting. We'll it's exciting. S- we'll talk more, I think in the hot picks. Cause I have, I've like, I know for my own pick, like I feel like alt rock is really coming back in a big way right now. Or it's like, it, it's kind of crazy to see, you know, it's just like, especially the temperament of the world. Right. right. You know what I mean? And like, it, 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 it's, it's, it's going to be back in an interesting way or everything is sort of niched out. So it's like not dominating the world like it sort of did, mm-hmm. but no. it's always existed. Do you notice anything in uh silver sun pickups land, like any, um, you know, different demos suddenly we, taking interest or no, we, we, it's interesting for us. Cause, um, we've always sort of kept our head down and mm-hmm. just been doing whatever it is we do, you know, like we love music so much and, but we don't equate with music and us in the same way. Like it's impossible for us to view us in of course, yeah, the same way that we love all these other things. So it's a You were saying animal. before we started, it's like, you've heard, and I relate to this a lot. Like you've yeah. heard the demos of all your songs yeah. way mm-hmm. more than the final versions. Yeah. And so and they, then you get they just little, exist in your mind totally differently than always be a little bit of sad, a little bit of uh, melancholy when mm-hmm. it's finished just because yeah. what that means is it's not that you're not happy with it it just means the yeah. wanderlust is over yeah and mm-hmm. all the roads are closed right and this is now what it is the imagination is over right because the, the you could do anything the thing that. that's in your head as you're working on it is a masterpiece mm-hmm. you know no, <laughs> no matter what you know and it has unlimited options and and roads you can go on and yeah you're just yeah you're just yeah. constantly going down these in- roads but, but i mean the, the good day. part is the good part is you get to leave the studio and go eat yeah <laughs> it's true that's that is a good, good part. part that's what everyone does that's why everyone goes and does it that's, that's why, why they say i'm done we record with our friend Butch Vig, and the reason why we do is because he has great snacks. 
Yeah. He's got, he's got Wisconsin pub cheese. He's, he's oh, a Wisconsin to the core. <laughs> Whoa, shit. I want to hear more about Pretzel working cheese. with Butch Big. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. Love him. Does he tell Nirvana stories? He will. He'll t- he yeah. has a lot of stories for everything, you know, except, uh-huh. and they could just be about the neighbor or they could be about Kurt Cobain. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, it's just, I feel like at, maybe at one point he would shy away from all that stuff. Cause it, maybe it was pretty sure. intense. It's probably pretty intense, especially for Nirvana. He knows fans. everybody wants to know about it. You know, he's well, I think so used that, to it. I'm I feel sure. like the way it all went down too. And, oh, right. Uh, I think he, I think it's just, it's so profound to people, you know, right. that it must be, it's kind of difficult to engage. But as time's gone on, the butch that we know now and have been friends with for a long time, he's, it's, yeah, easily. We used to make a joke every time things would be like, I'm trying to do a take of something and then, and it's just and a difficult one. And the more you do it, I'm just like, oh, my fingers. Mm-hmm. And so just to relieve like little, Get everything shaken out. I said, Does he massage your fingers for you? <laughs> he won't do that. <laughs> but at the end of every take, I would just hit these two notes like bung ding, and I would say, A Butch oh. Big Production. <laughs> and and Butch, yeah. is like, I, Butch is like, I should retroactively go back to every record I've ever made and just, yes. just put it at the end of every song like bing ding, A Butch Big Production. <laughs> Butch Big made That's it. great. I saw an interview with him where he's talking about, you know, recording Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me a little bit of my experience recording Howard Kramer on mm. our music because wow. he said that Kurt would basically never, ever want to do more than like one take of anything. And so what he would always do would be he was always he wants ro- the magic in that. He was yeah. always rolling when Kurt was just doing basic like warm up when he didn't think he was recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he would almost he would sort of trick him into like rehearsing a little bit, and then mm-hmm. so that would always at least give him a Keep second or one. third option to, to work with. I can see that because Butch is such a a, a really <clears throat> wonderful person, and he yeah. When I say he's a Wisconsin to the core, he really is in in all the best way. I mean, we record mostly in his house, and we know his family, and it's so it's such a joy. And I can imagine him being very disarming, like especially back then to someone who's like, and, and the, he, his version of Kurt was not the Kurt that everybody got. Cause he didn't work with them after that happened. Right. You know, he was working with this cool, weird band that he just saw like a little club right. in LA that was strange. And the guy fell over, you know, I was like, but he could tell it, he would be very good for somebody as sensitive as Kurt. And yeah. I think he'd also be good for people who later on he's working with that probably have more ego involved, you know? And I think I could see him being more an easy person to work with in that regard because he's just a, a nice man and yeah. his insane amount of um, desire. What I love about working with him and is because at first uh, it's a little bit strange because my, my worry is if you work with somebody like that, are they – do they have their feet in the ground? I, I, I made a, I know how to do this. Mm. I got this. Just come in here and we'll plug you into my world. And that's not interesting to me. And sure. that doesn't work for me. Um, and Butch is not that. He's not a person that thinks about what he's done. He's somebody that's <laughs> always looking to be confused and always looking to have 
get lost in things and try things that are different. So he's always been searching. And that's why I feel like he's been still such a prevalent human and making records as well as his band Garbage now, probably bigger than they ever have been right now. Um, and because he's just so interested, you know, yeah. and if, and when we come in and we throw weird things at him and his brain, like one time, <laughs> the last record, he turned around and went, I do not know what is going on. I don't know what, I don't know what kind of song this is. I don't know what we're doing. He's like, but I love it. (laughs) That's that's great. But you can tell his, when his history shows up is how quick he's able to technically get things done. It's pretty astonishing. So with somebody like me, my brain is rapidly firing and I Uh can quickly get things out. Uh He can capture them really quick. You know, that's the best. Yeah. He's wonderful. And Garbage think, is a great band, by the way. I always thought yeah. that they were awesome. It's a it's a great world for Shirley. Like she's the world needs Shirley right now, and she's up for it. You know, she's like the most Shirley that she's ever been in her career in her life. Like watching <laughs> them play, we, we took some friends to see them at the Hollywood Bowl, and a lot of the younger people that we were with had no idea who they were, and they were kind of mesmerized and astonished by Shirley Manson. <laughs> yeah. They're legit. That's right awesome. on. <clears throat> All right. Should we go? But they didn't uh, chart. They didn't chart. Yeah. Where's no. their comebacks tuned? Yeah. What was their, was their Chevy commercial? Yeah. Let's get this going. People don't realize though. It's like, they're still playing Hollywood bowl, you know? Yeah. That yeah, is no, good. I mean, I said, they're doing be better than ever. Like yeah. their, their last record was really loved and, she has a really, she's, she's a really good personality for this day and age. That's for sure. There's a lot of people that need to hear somebody like her talk. I think it's the Wisconsin snacks in the studio. Yeah, I think that's going to be the, the difference. The cheese curd. The snacks. Yeah. The pub cheese. Well, she's Scottish, so she'll bring like the haggis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sardines. And <laughs> she goes all together. Yeah. But, uh, haggis and pub cheese. That's the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key to winning over this new generation of fans. (laughs) That's how you do it. (laughs) Uh, Right on. All right, that was the music chart, and we'll be right back with the movies chart. Ooh. I'm H. Michael Cray. I'm here with my guest, Brian O'Bert. Hi. And, hello, Brett Morris. And this is the movie chart. Ooh. I'm into this. (laughs) Movies, they're just like tweets. They release them constantly. Most of them we don't need to see. But when you get a good one, ooh-wee, movies. This is the movies chart. Let's see what's bringing people back into the theaters. All right, coming in at number five. Number five. Amsterdam. You don't get here. Is that Slash? A long time ago. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yeah. So oh. two soldiers and a nurse found ourselves in Amsterdam. This got horrible reviews. No, thank Did you. It? Yeah, for a star-studded cast. Yeah, how could uh, it be bad with all those stars? It feels yeah. old-fashioned. Like when I saw the trailer for that, and I, I wasn't a fan of his other movie, the last one, American Hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I remember at the time liking Silver Linings playbook. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, but there's something I don't know. When I saw that trailer, it reminded me of 
I felt like we were in 2005 or something. I don't, yeah, I don't these know feel why. like DVD movies. Something, they really do. Something that's just like all that kind of cast being so big at acting with costumes and things. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it just felt it just felt a little like bloated throwback. Felt it felt bloated. You know what I mean? What's uh, if you guys? What's your craziest gig in Amsterdam? Was there one that stood <laughs> out? Oh, I love playing in Amsterdam. Is there a crazy one in particular? It seems like a nutty place yeah, to play. There, yeah, we played at this place. We were opening up for this. I mean, our own shows are always really fun there, but I remember opening up for this band, Kaiser Chiefs, that were very popular in Europe. Yeah. They're very yeah. British, very, very football. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, bloke, right. bloke. Lads. Yeah. yeah. Lads, yeah. And they were did really well in Europe, and we played two nights in this big kind of like half arena in Amsterdam. And I remember... It was packed, and there were these Heineken waitresses walking around, like in a little crowd. <laughs> That's like, so well, almost like weird. <laughs> so Amsterdam. <laughs> you kind of what? And I remember thinking, like, how, wow, how are they navigating that? You know, like just, right. you'd see them like just walking through this crowd, and it's like, what a bummer of a job. And they kind of had to dress up, you know, right. almost yeah. like anime. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. Um, Should have been Amstel light waitresses. Now, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Not now. When we played Amstel, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, crazy. Uh, <laughs> no, I love. I think Amsterdam is a one. I love playing there. It's really beautiful. You ever been there? Uh, yeah, I went one time, and uh, yeah, it was amazing. And uh, just doesn't seem like you should be allowed to go for a couple days. Like you should, you should be like locked there for a month and just mm-hmm. like have yeah. to, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those places, especially in Europe. And we have those here, like new Orleans, right. Is a good example yeah. where it's, it's a mixture of amazing, historical, beautiful things. And then weekend warriors, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You get like people who party because this is happening. And then you have yeah. Anne Frank's house and this history of this thing. And right. They're kind of colluding on museums. each other. Yeah. It's a collision. Yeah. I guess anyway, it in, no. I wonder Anybody if the uh, I wonder if the uh, no. the the tourists there have changed a little bit since weed has become legalized, like so widespread. You know, because mm. it used to be so many people just going there. Like, can you believe it? It's legal here. Like, oh, yeah, shit. I feel like that was a very yeah. That's what I remember hearing about. Now there's right. American tourists showing up, going, "This shit in Denver is better than this." <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember a lot of my friends. A lot of my friends who live in um, Colorado when that first happened. <laughs> it was amazing mm. how many of them had their parents visit, and their parents would go. Take me to one of those places. They were really curious about it. Yeah, yeah. once it's and legal, then, then so, they're curious. Exactly. Yeah, they made a lot of like our friends have to get high with their parents, which is <laughs> very strange. I would, I would, yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder if that was. No, that wouldn't be fun. All right, coming in at number four. Number four. The Woman King. Ooh. Is Is MIA born again Christian? I I thought I saw that on Twitter. When did that happen? Uh, I think pretty recently. Really? Yeah, I've heard that she's, you know. She's anti-vaxxer. She's rebelling against her own image. I'm not sure what. 
I don't know. It's just social media gobbledygook. You know what I mean? Right. It's a shame because she was, she's a great artist. Great artist. She's a badass. Badass. But she just put out a a new album. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's a little strange. I I don't know. There's a lot of weird, a lot of weird, uh, you know, heroes becoming the villains. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think she defended Alex Jones or something like that on Twitter. Yeah, it was like one of those weird things where it was like, why did you take. just do that to your own PR? <laughs> you know, like you could have just that, not that, tweeted that. They're not thinking. It's like JK Rowling and Dave Chappelle doubling down right, on things. Right, it's right. like, it's more like about the react, how they're reacting to them being tolded, like tolded. Right. I said tolded. 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 Guys, tolded. it's how they're reacting to being tolded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them tell, told me what to do. They told they told me. <laughs> they told me. And I told them, listen, M I A's. Um yeah, I don't know. I think that they don't they don't they're just they're speaking their what they feel and they don't yeah. they're not they're not in the world. You know right. what I mean? That's like this is a thought and it doesn't occur to me that I have a platform that could really hurt like what I'm talking about is actually devastating and mm, harmful right. and sometimes murdering, yep. you know? So I think she doesn't know that. She's like, I'm, fr- I'm free to think what I want. Why are you yelling at me? And right. I'll she's say what right. I want. You know, she's but, like, Justin Bieber can be Christian. Why can't I be Christian? She can. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. You know, do what you want. I, f- I feel like freedom of speech is an interesting thing because they – like no, you, you you can say this, you know, when people come down on them and and whatever cancel or not that, but call out culture or whatever any, that is, yeah. and people get mad at that. It's like, well, you you're free. You didn't go to prison for saying this, right? You're free exactly. to do it, but we're also yeah, free to be reactive. But we're yeah. also free. We're also free to tell the advertisers that we don't like it. it Right, it's not right. cutting off freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is you saying something and you go to jail for it. Right, Like right. just because a, a university doesn't want some right-wing lunatic to talk at their thing, that's not cutting freedom of speech. They're free to talk anywhere. They don't have to yeah. talk in my house. Yeah, you know? it just means you might not be invited to like a big scalable university. You, but or you can go to some other place. Yeah. You go to some other place. I mean, uh, like start a podcast. That, <laughs> the fact that we get to hear everybody yelling and screaming about how they've been canceled but we hear them talk i'm like clearly not like right. we still hear yeah. you talking about it yes <laughs> yeah you have i think they're just for. mad i think they're just mad that um now these no-name people on twitter have just as big of a platform to reply to them and so they're yeah. just like yeah. wait why does this guy get to say that back to me you know it is it's weird like, with twitter like twitter social media and twitter like it twitter is um it's funny when people don't know, they use Twitter in, in a pretty brash way, but they don't really know how Twitter works. <laughs> right. But so they, like they're su- expecting surprise. there won't be, yeah, they don't think there's going to be pushback. Like, oh, I yeah. read the comments and whoa. It's like, well, first of all, you read the comments. That's already a Twitter no-no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make yourself So that suicidal. already is like, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Teach their own, I guess. What movie was that? Woman King? <laughs> yeah, Woman King. Was Woman King. Coming in at number three. That. I heard it's great. Number- Right. Oh, on. yeah. Number it's three. supposed to be good. Lyle, yeah. Lyle, Crocodile. Oh, uh, wow. This is for kids. Josh, time to wake up. Come on. He's not dangerous. Constance. He's too small, he's like me. Hey, you awake yet? 
can't talk, but he can sing. At the top of the world. Well, you're taking the okay. kid to this? No. Okay. Uh, Paddington is a great movie. Paddington yeah, 2. I've heard. Paddington 2 is even better. It, there's incredible and there's such a I've charm to that. that. Um, this looks like it's going for that for sure. But in a more a more um Yanks. Yankee American, kind of way. American Idol yeah. way. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but maybe it's good. Um what it do you looks think? like I think that kid is gonna have some drug problems in ten years because he's the kid from Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> oh wow! You're, so you're you're suggesting that this is gonna be a hell of a cultural movie, a big movie. It's yeah. gonna be big. big. Turning. He's point. gonna be huge, and he'll never live it down. I, I think like um, there's so many DVDs from you know the 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 aughts that like look exactly like this movie, mm-hmm. and so you just figure it's gonna have the same sort of like trajectory. It's gonna age in the same way. You're gonna go. Oh, what was that? Oh, okay. Yeah, possibly. It might not have any stamp, you know, as it might be there to exist at this moment. But yeah, um, it could. That's the problem. Like it could, it could have a stamp if it wanted to, but. It could be special. Or it could be in the 80s. It could be like a Cabbage Patch or uh, no, Garbage Pail Kids movie where the lizard person is so scary looking. It's like a puppet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just like, so it's a kid's movie that's inadvertently horrifying because the (laughs) makeup is so scary. Yeah, that's what Lyle Lyle Crocodile will be. It'll just inadvertently horrify and traumatize (laughs) this generation of kids. It's very possible. (laughs) 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's better than I thought. Yeah, it's usually lower. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you haven't seen Paddington one or two, you can go in very cynical. Yeah, you're gonna come out on the other side going, okay, all right, you got me. Yeah, I've heard that those are really great. They're so good. Um, I I just don't know like when when I'll be in the mood for. Yeah, Babe. Yeah, remember when Babe Babe came out and Babe just felt. Like uh, this revolution of goodness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It was so good. Yeah, that's what Paddington and Tellington Two feels like. It's just like, oh man, this is this is really delightful, and it's making me crazy. My teeth hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number two. Number two. The smile. Smile. You got it. Yeah. How do you know that? First smile I saw. <laughs> it was Bacon Jr. It was a good one. I saw this movie. This one I saw. You did? I did see I did. it too, yeah. What yeah. did you think? I thought it was... I thought it was good. Um, yeah. I thought it was the first movie... Okay. I'm a big it wasn't fan the of first it Follow. I thought I was a big fan of the movie It Follows, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. And uh, this is the first movie that... I've seen that regards it follows as a classic. Does that make sense? Like now mm. it follows is now in the, in yeah, the like horror. It has the it, DNA of it. Right. Somewhat. It does. At the beginning yeah. of the movie, it has a lot of it follows DNA, like this mm-hmm. sort of curse thing. Curse movies are pretty scary, right? Like Ringu mm-hmm. and it follows and yeah. smile. Like the curses sort of like why Freddy Krueger before he was, used car salesman was a little creepy because he was impossible, you know? Yeah. Right. He was like, you can't win this. And your parents are just like, Oh, go to bed, Karen. Or (laughs) just like, dude, we're going to get killed. And these movies have that dread. And I feel like it, 
as the movie went on, I lo- I started to shed the it followsness of it and follow it for what it was, and uh-huh. I thought it delivered. <laughs> it was good. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like I, I feel like it to me, it felt good, but it, it, in the it follows definitely in that it follows era. Whereas like yeah. I f- I do feel like I've seen this formula a little bit before, but yes. um, but it was well executed. I think, and not to spoil the ending, but it, there's, it, it was more grotesque and grander. There are moments in uh, it that had more, yeah. af- I guess, effects and stuff like that. There's sort of a creature that I was very surprised by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think like the, my one cynical take is like the idea of smiling as like a psychopath, mm-hmm. the sort of. It's sort of funny to me that they're sort of presenting that as like a new original idea. Like, yeah, that's really yeah. unique to this. Whereas like, th- that's always kind of been a psychopathic yeah, move, <laughs> you know? You know, you make me not want to smile now on this Zoom. This, <laughs> the movie, sm- the, the trailer for Smile. Uh, because when I, I saw a, a bunch of movies not recently and Smile, that trailer came on. And that trailer freaked everyone out. There's one yeah. scene at the end of the trailer where the girl knocks on the car door and the head comes down. And every single right. audience I've seen it with freaked out. That's yeah, a good trailer. <laughs> so it's no, uh, it's no shock. It's not a shock that it's doing really, really well. You know, and again, like it's, it's a, it's a, it's an original movie. You know, obviously it has homages to things and it's like everything, but it's, it's an original IP, and that's lovely to see do well. Have you guys seen the trailer for? Uh, I think it's called Megan. Yeah, yeah. That one? just heard about it. That's yeah. been going around. I feel yep. like it's a January very movie. entertaining trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, a, it's a good idea. She buys like the robot play doll, and then it comes mm-hmm. after. Yeah, great. And the way the doll is like dancing is really like yeah. kind of funny and entertaining in the trailer. I mean, I'm very curious about like it that. Could be Balls, a massive, you know? you know, pile, but it, like, I kind of want to see it anyway. It's probably a massive. That's pile. a fun it's, one, yeah. like Chucky, you know, yeah. like Child's Play. Yeah, it's a January movie, right? I think so. So you know, that could mean something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might suck. <laughs> um, all, right. all right, what's coming up next? Coming in at number one. Number one. Halloween ends. Um. People are going out to see this specifically to see how bad it is. Oh, it's supposed yeah. to suck. Like yeah. the last one, the first one of this new trilogy was good. And then the last, the last one and this one are supposed to be spectacularly bad. That's Hellraiser. They got Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, yeah, they got her back. You just mentioned Hellraiser, right? I think wasn't it Hellraiser's the now it's complete all the every single one of those horror '80s icons are now all been remade officially. Yeah, yeah. The new Pinhead and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you are so right, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see it? So David Gordon Green. Interesting filmmaker, right? Uh-huh. He, he's, uh, some of his early movies I love. Do you have like a pass to AMC Burbank or something? You, no, you see a lot of movies. I love, no, I love, I'm, a, I'm a big movie fan. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Okay. That's David good. Gordon Green is a cool filmmaker. There's a movie called All the Real Girls and George Washington and this movie Undertow, which was kind of a remake of, of uh, Night of the Hunter. And 
And then he does these wacky comedies too, like, and the biggest one was Pineapple Express, right? Oh, okay. And he kind of goes in to, uh, yeah, uh, that kind of, that kind of universe. You never know what he's up to. And that first Halloween remake boot or sequel to the original movie, right? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. The first movie, and then they ignore all the sequels that are, that kind of eventually turn it into garbage. And they go to the exactly what was freaky about the first movie, and there's something to it. But like you said, Brett, then the second movie comes along, and I haven't mm-hmm. seen this new one, but they fall for the exact same traps that they did back in the <laughs> right. day. Yeah. Where like they keep they're like, uh like I feel like the the filmmakers now realize, oh, I guess those guys back in the day were trying to make good movies. Yeah. <laughs> We fell for the same thing because <laughs> that second <laughs> one, Halloween Kills. Yeah, we were laughing so hard in the theater because there were so many discussions in that movie, like crowds together, like we can't fight each other. That's just what Michael Myers wants, and we just kept going. He doesn't want that. He's just walking. <laughs> he's just, uh, <laughs> right. he's yeah, walking he's and walking. killing who's ever there. And somebody goes every time he kills, he gets more powerful. And we thought, how do you know that? Like uh, that's not true. He, he's just killing whoever's in front of him. You're reading that yeah. into his stoic face. It's, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and it just got so. I thought that last one was so bad. Uh, you're, but you're right. This one. That reminds me of when people see your dog and they go, oh, he's saying hello. Oh, he's saying this. Oh, he's yeah. saying that. No, he's not he's, saying any of that. No, he's not, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's saying, do you have a treat? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I am now curious about though this one because this one is getting more like you kind of have to see how bad it is. Yeah. And that actually interests me a little more than just a banal movie you know right. mm-hmm. um, I don't know these movies it's like I don't, I don't like care. the part where the girl gets stabbed so it's like I watch along and then I'm like alright he's about five feet away like there's gonna be stabbed and then just fast forward it like I don't I just don't I don't get you know, into what those movies and we scream and those kind of movies that have that have culturally dominated and Cabin in the Woods and all all these yeah, these these movies that have poked at horror tropes to an insane degree, and then you have, like I said, new movies like It Follows and things like that that bring back the these creepy essences of movies, but they ignore like the dumber parts of it. I feel like the dumber parts are coming back because <laughs> <laughs> there were parts in that second Halloween movie where I thought, "This you can't go in there, buddy. Like, really, that's insane. Like, right. what human being?" Like you got killed because you went in that house by yourself with everybody outside. You said, I'm going to go in there to see if he's in there. Yeah. Right. How You're, many times I just, have you seen I'm that? like, oh, then you deserve death in this movie. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was going to say, I rewatched Blair Witch. It, w- it mm. was on times too, but I rewatched it. And <laughs> that, damn it. that really still worked. Like they just organically pull you into this thing. And, and then yeah. all of a sudden you just like, I can't oh, imagine shit, I'm inside this thing. I cannot imagine how shaky that camera is in times two. Yep. <laughs> but that's or you, you might've, you might've flattened it out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on when you hit the button, <laughs> you might have made right. it the smooth. You might have turned the whole thing into a steady cam. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when you see that movie open and they pull out those '90s video cameras, you're just yeah, like, "All right, right, I don't need to you see know, what this." I do you remember that whole thing? Like, in I'm from Los Angeles, 
So that tape was being passed around before the it came out in the theater. Yeah, there, there was, was parties. Yeah. You'd go to there, someone's house yeah. to watch it. And yep. I remember getting a copy somebody gave us, and we watched it. And I said, what is this? And honestly, they said, we, I'm not sure. Such right? good we don't really know what this is. We think it's a movie, but it's also a documentary. And so we watched it. And obviously we know by the end, this isn't real, but it was such an insane experience, you know, yeah. to watch so that. Different. And, and you are and then, guessing a little bit in the beginning. You're like, well, huh? you know, how good those actors are so good, right? Like, yeah. it could have easily been bad, like video game acting from the totally. early video game acting. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, how pulled off the, man, the they were so believable. Arguments. Yeah. 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 And then I remember so, seeing it in the movie theater when it opened, and the crowd was losing it and also getting sick because the shaky camp. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. I just saw, I went to Cinespia on Saturday and saw the thing, like in, in the cemetery and watched awesome. it. I have a crazy feeling because I was so sure in my head, like, yeah, I've seen this. I remember watching, it's been a long time, but I've seen the Arctic, you know, bunker mm -hmm. movie or whatever. None of the scenes registered to me is like in my memory. Wow. And now I'm like racking my brain. Like what movie did I see that I thought what do you was remember? the thing? Right. I want people to you write in. Swamp Thing. Maybe to like <laughs> who charted at gmail.com and tell did me you, what movie I'm confusing. Did you because confuse the, it with the actual thing? The first one? The, the black and no, white No, definitely one? not the black and white one. Like I know vivid scenes in my memory of what I saw. And was it, Kurt I Russell in it? I don't think it was this thing. But then, was Kurt Russell in it? I don't know. That's part, maybe not part of the video. Were you thinking part. Fantastic Four? You thought it was the thing? <laughs> but I will say- I think this you're is thinking like, of uh, Dancer in the Dark. Lars von Trier's Dancer in the Dark. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's for it. sure. With Bjork. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, yeah, Frozen. Was, yeah. Um, What'd you think of the thing? I mean, it's like one of the best movies ever. Like I and everyone, uh, it was just and so fun to watch, and that's I one of those. Believe. That's his masterpiece, and it was yeah. it was hated when it came out. Everyone hated it. It did know, really bad. Blows my mind. And because it's too good. <laughs> they you wanted know, a was, big monster thing to pop out. There's I mean, every what? time I've shown somebody that if no matter how uh, used to movies that people are, mm -hmm. when if they've never seen the thing. Always people get jump scared when the chest opens up and oh, yeah. by second. It scares everybody. And that's such a thrilling thing to see this movie do. Also, Kurt Russell's head of hair in that movie. Oh, it's beautiful. Whoa. Oh, man. Beautiful. What a look at that guy. It's also bold <laughs> that there's not a single woman in the entire film. No one. Mm -mm. No. Nope. <laughs> Wes kind Anderson of, it, directed it. It adds to a uh it adds <laughs> I would love to see Wes Anderson's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so art directed. <laughs> so precious. It, adds. it would be so I mean the pool table that they're playing would have these perfect little things on it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Ice cube pulled over and a little yeah. monopoly piece would be tied to a rope. <laughs> <laughs> Their snorkel jacket. It's really uh, perfect. That um, it's beautiful. The special it effects beautiful in the moment. thing, the yeah. special effects in the thing are so insane. I it's don't so think you can top them. Like no, there's they're, the most delightful special effects, and it also reminds me of like that feeling. I just feel like it's missing with the CGI stuff, where like the the special effects were such an anticipated part of it. Where yeah. when you see the special effects scenes, you're hooping and hollering and like, you're like, yeah, oh my yeah. God, that's so awesome. Where now you can have the most spectacular scene 
technically on screen, but it's just sort of part of the washes. whole thing. Well, it's like, like you know, over you. it's it has no weight to it. You know, yeah. there's nothing there. And and horror horror movies or thrill or anything like that mm-hmm. in particular, where you're buying into this already pretty um, intense concept. Yeah, CG computer effects will completely throw you out of it. Right. Yes. Go, oh, uh, oh, it's a, yeah. it's a ghost, it's, it's a ghost boy computer. I'm yeah. done. Like, it's not scary anymore. Yeah. But a creature like that, like it's, it's like a forgotten art or some forgotten, like so, part of the art or like the experience to me. The amount of goop that they had to put on. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of goop. <laughs> yeah. The, it's so the only thing I can think of is like going through critics heads. Like if you go back in time and you're just living in those days, I guess they just don't know any better. Like that's what every good horror movie looks like. So, you know, I think you know and I mean? horror, horror they're like alien. They're like, yeah. Oh, it's kind of like alien. We sort of seen the chest bursting out before. I think it I was know. so intense for people. I think it was yeah. the, the, it, the, the special effects were just so almost Indulgent like, or something. Uh, Too real. I think that I think it just hit just, people so hard, especially critics, that it would almost be like the way people felt about pornography or something. Like they're like, "This is just mutilation." This is just mutilation. Yeah, the, I guarantee yeah. most of the things are they've gone too far. This is just right. a massacre. Everything is disgusting. Right. You know, but a lot of those movies. Nineteen eighty-two is a big like Blade Runner came out. Same thing. Everyone hated right. that. Right. You know, this is not Star Wars. This is they boring. They just didn't what know what they had. Oh, right. Their expectations were different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe they were the just, thing. maybe they didn't think Kurt Russell's hair could possibly be real. I want to tell you yeah. a, sto- a story <laughs> about uh, my friends and I, a bunch of us went to go see, this is a while back ago. We went to go see Tron, the original Tron movie from 1982 before the sequel came out and all that mm. at the uh, El Capitan. Yeah. The Jeff Bridges. And we went to go see it and we all went and it was really fun and nostalgic and we had a great time. And we were all sitting at Cantor's deli after that. And my friend's wife was just listening to us all talk. She was from Italy mm. and she, we asked her, Hey, what did you think of it? And she goes, I just thought, the effects were bad. Like, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. No one informed her that the movie was from 1982. <laughs> <laughs> That's she had no one. idea. So <laughs> she just thought, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a girlfriend I had. I showed her a headline from The Onion and she looked at it nonplussed. And, and I'm like, this is a fake newspaper. Like, she just, like, she looked yeah. at the fake crazy headline and still didn't even think that was weird. Yeah, nowadays. <laughs> yeah. There was a while there where we were, we were worried about the onion. Like, That's what are they going to so do? Funny. Right. Give serious yeah, right. news? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They just got to take it back the other way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, right on. That's the chart. That was number one? Yeah. Yep. Right on. All right. That was a movie chart. Congratulations, Hollywood. Good stuff. And we'll be right back with The Hot Picks. The Hot Picks. The Hot Picks. The third chart is The Hot Picks and the countdown's about to start. Let's see who bought a hot pick and let's see who did not. The Hot Picks. The Hot Picks. 
These are the hot picks. We'll see if we did better than the Shazam chart. Chances are we did. We, Let's we find did. out. We already, we already did. <laughs> we, we already did. did. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Brown kind of tanked it for them. We did. So uh, that's true. We did. Yeah. No. Week like we got it. All right. Coming in at number five. Number five. We got Howard's first pick. This is Red Hot Chili Peppers with My Cigarette. My, my, my cigarette. <laughs> One minute, please, while I sit back and reflect. My, 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 my cigarette. Sit from this glass of ours. We pass like faulty towers. My sweetness, it's not weakness. Black holes wink, but she did. Well, there you go. This, wow. This, this album has a lot of like them going to different places slightly. It's like these yeah. variations on the peppers. I've never heard them with like a drum machine. No, oh, yeah. I, just, I was thinking about yeah, that. They have too. 808s on this one too, yeah. There's 808s on here. You never really hear them like that. Honestly, that that sounded like a like a another. I mean, I, I mean, they they are going there right now, but it's like if they made different choices, like a different timeline of the Chili Peppers. Yeah, if they, <laughs> yeah. you know, like what they I mean? took a if different they, fork. We're hearing like, multiverse, well, multiverse kept, peppers. If they just kept getting weirder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. We're there. Yeah, we're there. They're like, like yeah, but yeah. What am I saying? We are in that timeline. They're I mean, weird, eccentric, I've isolated kind of, millionaires. I've been slightly looking yeah. forward to this <laughs> this album since it's like their second one this year. Yeah, and I've Whoa, just been really? I've been hoping in my mind a little bit like maybe they got their traditional or their I don't know their radio rock thing out for the first one and then maybe this one they'll get weirder and we'll see yeah, this maybe one, something will be interesting in it. this one is the weirder songs from that same session yeah. so it, that, that is kind of what this that's is that's cool so, because yeah. I know people can easily slack on the chili peppers stuff like that yeah, because yeah. it's easy too you know they're, they're yeah. like so big and yeah, it feels right. contrary, and just to say, I liked one of these songs. You know right. that well, I did. Yeah, you know, but Flea and Frusciante alone are such interesting musicians. Oh yeah, that it is weird. What? How? I don't. You know what I mean? Like they're so capable of of going into so many different paths. I mean, the Chili Peppers as a band and a brand are so capable of bringing legions of people into an interesting kind of music. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, totally. So and they're I, capable of and it. They do it. They do a lot of it, I guess, in the solo work or just, you know, I, yeah, I think, yeah. I think they stuff. have to sort of, um, you know, cater to Kitas in that, in that triangle right there. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like, we can't I get mean, too jazzy because I don't think Kitas is going to, but yeah, I mean, that, for yeah. a band that's been around, but he around, could, like you know, he could do weird yeah. percussive stuff. He could do weird stuff, and yeah, I mean, I they though, started for 40 off as years. They were the weirdest band back in the day. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? they were offbeat. So I mean, four years ago they were offbeat, and they're still kind of going into strange places. Gotta give them credit for that. Oh, I always yeah have I a soft spot for them. I feel like you know, for about fifteen years or whatever, I didn't have any sense of irony and like r really liking them, and then. Something changed in the mid aughts where it was like 
they didn't quite age the same way. It's almost like the doors no. a little bit too, where like you listen, it's just sort of for its time, well, <laughs> you know, like, it, because unfortunately be it can get a little machismo with like, yeah. that's the, you know, um, yeah. like just a bunch of bros. Totally. <laughs> um, dunk socks on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It gets a little <laughs> right. bit, it gets a little bit, you know, like even like your, even like the coolest indiest thing you could think of all of a sudden turns into the frat that you've been trying to avoid. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Um, it, it, can, it can get that way. And, but um, yeah, they're interesting. They're, interesting. they're, they're fascinating players. Uh, Blood totally. Sugar Sex Magic is a, you know Flawless. how we were talking about production yeah. and we were talking about interesting things. Blood Sugar Sex Magic is in, amazing. Insane. It's so good. In, I, it's I still so think good. it's flawless. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah undeniable. It's, it sounds incredible. so cool. It's the songs are so cool. It's like, this is a really great record. That, that was not- everything coming together at the mm-hmm. perfect time, a perfect moment in Rick Rubin's house, like the perfect it's, producer yeah, at the playing- time. Yeah. Houdini's house. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I remember driving by that house going, they recorded in there. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, must've went down to the store to, yeah. to get their food. Same store. Jim Morrison went to. Well, I don't think they're getting food. All right. Coming in at number four. Number four. This is my first pick. I can't necessarily say it's amazing, but it's interesting. This is Queen Face It Alone. This is a this is an unreleased Freddie Mercury track what? that they wow. just released. Wow. So it's always interesting. I wondered what he was up to lately. <laughs> yeah, what's he been doing? <laughs> When something so near and dear to life explodes inside, you feel your soul is set on fire. When something so deep and so far and wide falls down, It sounds like a movie soundtrack. Was yeah. it for a movie or something, maybe? It's just crazy they still have this in the archives. So, what is this, the yeah. 90s? Is this the late 80s? It's clearly this 80s, is, Queen. Yeah, I think this is when it was the late recorded. 80s. Um, uh, what's that album called? The, um, the, is this a session from their last record? You know, with the I show must so. go on and all yes, that? Yes, yes, it's a session from that, which makes sense. Um, I, I will say like, I mean, it's just, his voice is just magical uh, yeah, as okay. always. Um, what are you going to do? I don't, what are you going to do? I was, I heard this and I was like, whoa. And then I was like, okay. I was sort of hoping that it would just all of a sudden open up into like a big, yeah, like, a bigger beat or something. It sort of stays in that mode, but that's like got, frozen. It got me thinking like, is this the first time they've released like an unreleased Freddy track? Or like I, I went back and looked and there is a track from 2014 that somehow completely I, w- missed my radar and it's called uh, Let Me In Your Heart Again. And mm-hmm. it was an un- unreleased Freddy Queen track. 
And I can't play it on the hot picks because it breaks the code of the hot picks because it's not from this year. But go back and listen to oh. that song. It is a it is a freaking perfect Queen song. Like it sounds like it could have been what was a it called smash again? hit. It's called "Let Me in Your Heart Again," and it is like if you it. it I mean, it's crazy. It it sounds like perfect prime Queen, and I'm like, how did I never hear this? And how did they never put it out till 2014? When my son um, was crazy. really little, we would, um, my son has always been attuned to music. Music almost like makes him feel safe or, or I don't, I don't know what it is. Almost can babysit my son. It's always been that way. He's, uh-huh. he's always into like John Carpenter, he kind of sounds or Giorgio Moroder or the knife or things <laughs> okay, like yeah. that. Like bump, 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 bump. He used to pretend a little, he was this. A little kid playing John Carpenter sounds. Is, well, is he just like, oh, 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 oh. Like Giorgio yeah. Moroder, he loved, and this band, yeah. The Knife, that I love, that he also Knife, loves. Wow. Um, uh, and then we got into this little moment where we would watch YouTube Live Aid performances uh-huh. because somehow we watched the Queen one and he was raptured. And so for a while, we were watching that Queen Live Aid performance a lot. And he would be little and sit on the coffee table and he'd clap to Radio Gaga and things like that. And yeah, I, I that. would just, again, I would just be watching Queen, a band I've known my whole life. And have had different relationships as time's gone on. And now mm-hmm. I'm building a new relationship with it. And I'm just watching them like, what if I walked into, I'm just thinking about the the clubs that we used to play at back in the day, like in, in Los Angeles that we were around for years. And yeah, yeah. I was like, man, if I walked in and this band was playing. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I, I, my my brain would explode. That is, the, this is that, the most amazing band I've ever seen. That is kind of the <laughs> test. Like the mental test. Like if you just walked into a random place and this band was playing at this queen, level, you, you know, queen, I don't care who you are. are. Yeah. I, I guarantee like, I know that, uh, whatever about that movie, you know, who cares? Right. C- queen is beyond that movie. Um, way beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Way yeah. Beyond. And, uh, but I remember people saying, "Oh, they just kind of play in that movie and they, they, they grew, they're great in the club. And I said, I, I guarantee you, they were great from day one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They weren't finding that. No, yeah. I'm sure when they first show, their first show it was probably not as good as other queen shows, but I'm sure it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even Quickly imagine them in a small club. I don't, I'd like, I've never seen that like queen yeah. on the come up. It's just, it seemed like they were in arenas. It probably, also, honestly, yeah. probably didn't last long. Yeah, you know, well, it probably so like, big um, and so ready. They're probably signed pretty quickly, and they were opening up for other bands. That's how it worked back then. There so are bands probably- like that. I feel like where even if you don't like, you don't happen to like them. There's no question that their songwriting is meant for arenas, like, and it yeah. always was. It's like, yeah, you can't put like ACDC or U2 or something like in a small place. Like well, their, their songs are just bigger than that. They're going to draw a bigger crowd. Yeah, well, I think, that. you know, and they're kind of in the time before that was such a co- common thing, playing all those arenas and things like that. And mm. so I think they're starting to... Mm, the art is starting to get affected by what they know, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, in those what rooms. Play, like what plays, yeah, boom, the boom, ka, right. boom, yeah. ka, boom. Yeah. You know? So then they cold write play, cold play. Those kind of things tour. sound good in, uh, in yeah. massive places, you know, mm-hmm. much more difficult than, you know, something a little more percussive and, yeah. Well, go everyone. You should check out that. Let me in your heart again. It kind of blew my mind this week. 
That just, that just um, blew my mind right now. Yeah. Yeah. You'll love it. I mean, it's like it's Freddie fun. Mercury singing at his best in a way. I'm like, yeah, it's hitting it, notes I didn't know he hit. When it started, it had like a ghouly, ghouly kind of tone, like a little <laughs> yeah. macabre. And I thought, yeah. oh boy, I wonder what this is. And then he started to open up and my, I just got the chills. I went, okay, totally. I give in. I yeah. love this. All right, coming in. I think Remy Malik's oh, yeah. a better singer than Freddie was. He's really good. He's really good. He's been my favorite singer for a long time. Yeah, he got his. I've been a big. I mean, I, the, my top five singers are to do my top five singers are Val Kilmer. Uh, from, oh as, shit! As as Jim Morrison, right. I love him. Uh, I think uh, Bradley Cooper. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as, as, as a guy that, you know, obviously has a ton of experience into like how a song really feels like, play, like, like his performance in the, in that movie. I don't know. It just reminds me of like, I don't know when Mark Marin goes out in place. Like it didn't feel exactly. I wasn't. I thought, it wasn't connecting with it exactly. If it if it took place, uh, twenty years beforehand, like I, I had a hard time believing that it was a modern movie with somebody like him in it. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Yes. I, I was like, no, this is in the seventies or something like right. that. I, I get it. But, right. Uh, hey, hey. Which it was a remake, also. Yeah. You know. All right, coming in at number three. He's no Chris Christopherson. No. <laughs> right. Uh, number three. All right, this is Brian's pick. This is Men I Trust with O-Dove. I didn't know anything about this band. I was just uh, half my family is Hawaiian, and oh really? Over yes, my mother was born in Oahu. My grandma was born in Kauai. Um, and wow. over the pandemic, it's been was the longest I've been since I've been there. Wow! So I recently went there with my family. I want my son to keep going there, you know. Nice. Um, and uh, we have friends. Uh, there who my friend Phil over, over the years has just become like a family friend. He is a promoter in Hawaii and he has a club there and, and um, he introduces cool music to the Honolulu scene, which is a wild that that happens because of my whole life going there was like, they're behind, you know what I mean? <laughs> so the fact that future islands and even like we played there a bunch and it was just so cool that he was building that kind of scene there. Um, I played an acoustic show while I was there, and, and then uh, he said, hey, you should come see this band, Men I Trust, they're playing uh, at my club, and they've sold it out. They could sell Sweet. out two nights. They're from Quebec. They're really interesting. So I went in blind. So this band I've never heard of that could sell out a massive 
like, like 1,200, 1,500 seats almost two nights in Honolulu. Yeah. yeah. You Where know? did they get in the following? I have no, it's just like underground. It's, the kids are figuring it out some other way. There's some other channel and it's exciting. And this band came on. Um, they were very French Canadian. They were very like, polite and she's, she's was very little and they were so vibey. You know, it was so cool. Like just coolness was kind of like, you'd have to be in the mood for it. But if you were in the mood for it, it was, it was like being in some just really cool Michael Mann movie and they, or something. I, right. I can't explain it. You know, they felt like drive the movie drive, but it was <laughs> yeah. happening. Right, like they exactly. had no, they had like the light stayed constant purple and there's a little haze and it was just, mm-hmm. it just Atmosphere. felt like, felt like a happening, you know? Totally. And I listened to, I listened to the record and it's just, it's oozing with cool, you know? That was a very, very cool sound. I love the bass sound. I think so. There's no better way to become a a longtime fan of a band than to just surprise, see them live, and they're great, right? You know, we get asked a lot about what people should do at festivals and who should they go see. And I always think, like, okay, you can have your certain – mark down your certain things you really want to see, but don't plan it. Um, right. you need to, you need to get lost into a tent and cause your favorite band that night, you don't know of, Yes, you know, you've never them. seen them. Yes. I remember walking yeah. in to see this band Savages and I just was floored. I couldn't, I've never seen anything like it. And Future mm-hmm. Islands was the same thing. And oh man, that guy, it's just like, yeah. you gotta go and, and have time to get lost because that's the most fun thing to do at those festivals. I think. For sure. Walk away from Radiohead's main show and go see who's on <laughs> Maybe the Maybe not stage. them. <laughs> you might want to see that one. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, you know what I mean, yeah. Like yeah, I, for sure. It's All a, right. ex, having ex, exploration, if you if you can give yourself that 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 uh, time. It's sort it's of like traveling with somebody, right? Festivals. Going to a city with somebody for the first time yeah. and they might have a lot of notes. And that's cool. And you should be able to pinpoint certain things, but you just want to get lost in the city. Yeah. Definitely. Head down an alley. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number two. Number two. This is my pick, and I got to give thanks to Howard for for uh, kind of like you. You were a prophet with Willow. My pick is Willow oh. off her new album. It, this oh. is Willow Smith, and I'm telling you, this is one of the most interesting like alt rock, hard rock albums I've heard wow. this year. No way. It's really, really good. The whole album. I thought you were going to talk. I thought you were talking about Willow. Willow. You know, the, the new movie? Willow's back. Willow's back. No, he has yeah. a show now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa, Willow. Good timing. <laughs> no, this Willow Smith album, I'm like, uh, I'm I'm kind of amazed by. But this song yeah. is called You're a Stranger. Um, and do yourself a favor. Watch her SNL performance of this because it it's really cool. But this is the album version.
good. It's crazy, cool. right? Yeah. Signature voice too. I mean, you always know yeah. it's her. That's the, cool. The whole album's like really adventurous. Like they're whoever's writing the songs with her or have like yeah. real chops. What a, what a wild scene she lives in. You know, yeah. Not, like, right? Yeah. That Smith world. Like what a, what an yeah. interesting. Especially too with the dad having the huge thing and he kind of tanks. He's in a weird spot, obviously in his life, but it like and dovetails. Jay, yeah, mom, she's in a metal band, right? She has mom's a, in a metal band. Oh, that's right. She was used to do Ozfest and stuff. She I remember. Used to do that. Oh, really? Wow. Um, but yeah, just an, I mean, for her to kind of just uh, come out as sort of like a legit artist worth listening to at the same time as all that, it's pretty bizarre. Yeah. Well, you know, I get. I mean, you're not. I mean, we're not our parents. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. It's not Game of Thrones. <laughs> but you would think like with the expectation that she's supposed to be a famous artist because her dad was famous. I mean, she's going to have. She has something legit. To she's going to have that. She's going to have that. Like I just did that when you mentioned her. Yeah. She's going to have that until you listen to that. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. That, that that's not a song made by a committee. Right. right. And the, the whole album actually is like, and that's one of the more straightforward ones, but like, it's really impressive. Like I'm really picky about that thing. And especially yeah. when pop stars use it as sort of a costume mm-hmm. and it's like totally not the real thing, but yeah. the, um, she's got a really legit band. The drummer, I mean, Billie Eilish, whoever's drumming Billie, is just Billie Eilish is fascinating it. to me. Billie yeah. Eilish is, her music is amazing to me. You know, totally. like, like, wow, this is, this is, there's something going on here. We're we're just watching mm-hmm. the young version of her, but she's going to be, if yeah. eventually be uh, just an artist, right? You know? And Phineas and, along with her too. Yeah, yeah, you know that him. like making music and making music. This is that thing we we're talking about before about the Grammy party and Amy Winehouse is the only one who wrote her own song. It's like these two making music in their bedroom, winning all the awards when there's armies of people building these products. <laughs> right. Here comes these yeah. two kids from Highland Park who yeah, like <laughs> industry. Mm. Anyway, that was, uh, cool. that was cool. Willow's yeah. cool. With this Willow track and the Steve Lacey thing and the mm-hmm. That's cool. It's really yeah. interesting like that this alternative rock kind yeah. of stuff is really really back on the charts. Not just, just in like, a kind of like a desperate way, you know? It seems like yeah, they're really it liking just, it. it. It just feels like an umbrella of uh, that that kind of alternative rock, whatever that means, right? It's a it was weird more. Term, but. It was. It was just more of like a. You could you trust these people like there's an adventure. You know, things were just like mm-hmm. left of center, and they were just kind of doing whatever they wanted. And my yeah. version of so my mm-hmm. version as a kid of punk rock was like, Pixies and Bjork. You know, they they sure. were the same. To PJ Harvey and uh, Tori K Bush, and like yeah. there was not. It wasn't a genre. It just was. It was just something, uh, yeah, just un- left unique center. and different, and not homogenized, and and you know, right. It was everyone who was just like had fresh ideas, and basically. It's, it's easy for bands to be labeled a certain way because what they were up against was a sound, like the hair metal thing, and all that was just got right. so so. I think like singularity of a black hole, you know, just right. like this is the thing, <laughs> right? Yes, by numbers, yeah, yeah, a lot of homogenized stuff. I think like this generation too, they're so raised on hip hop, and it's such a uh, thing that you know 
it's just it's in everybody's DNA the hip hop. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. for them to go off into like a '90s direction with guitars and stuff, it's them breaking mm-hmm. away from that, and they're totally. bringing a lot of like radical or you know for them. Well, new I mean, they're introducing like, themselves to it, or like we all know it. But it's the yeah, early two thousands. The early two thousands was full of a lot of artists and bands that were very laptopy and very quiet in New York, making mm-hmm. their things with no with trying to be as 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 a twee. You know, not just the mm-hmm. fact that they don't want to make loud noises because they're in their apartment making these little laptop music and stuff. <laughs> but there was something kind of cool about that. But then eventually, you know, someone needs to hear yeah. someone yell. You need to hear <laughs> air being pushed out by something. Yeah, you need speakers. To hear, you know, things need to get a little bit loud. You know what? Yeah. And so I get it. You know. Pour a Red Bull on your laptop, man. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, uh, I'll never forget this. And like, listen. Teach their own, but uh, I remember my friend Tim was in this mm-hmm. band called The Movies that we really loved. They were a local band that we all admired and all loved playing with. And there was a band that was a little funny, and we were playing a little show in Silver Lake, and and got somebody had a laptop and they had Apple, and it was just on stage, and we never really seen that before, like the, actually focusing it, you know? Yeah, right. It's and right my here. My friend yeah. Tim got up in the middle of their set and asked if he could check his email. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I thought it was going to be a music it's show, crazy. dude. He's like, "Can I check my email real quick while you're up here?" <laughs> All right, coming in at number one. Number one. We have to we have to end this on a cold pick. This is oh, yeah. ha- oh. Howard's cold pick. This is Backstreet Boys with White Christmas. <laughs> Let me just say ahead of time, this kind of goes against everything we've been saying about what does make a good record or something <laughs> yeah. we want to listen to. But they did try to do something with it. I, I don't, they, okay. they tried to do something here. You tell me. Let's hear what that something sounds like. <laughs> It was like the smile trailer. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey Brad, can you turn the vocals down a little? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> no. We need Brian Luttrell more up front in those so vocals. Dry. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this is creepy as shit. This is what happens when you Who have is everybody. That's Brian Luttrell. It is? I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> That's Howie. Oh my god. I don't know who these guys are. But I think they just they all live in Orlando in different mansions. I think they just email the vocals to one oh, central guy or something. And may all your Christmases be white. There you go. It's almost the most, I mean, I've never heard their voices surprise me so much. Every single one of them. I mean, they're way too intimate. That was a lot of, a lot of jump scares in that song. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Jump scares. (laughs) I mean, that was ASMR level creepy. Like he he was right in my ear going, he went like real guttural with it too. He yeah. He became Krampus in the middle. He of was like yin yang twins. You know what? Whispering in your ear. If that's going for the Krampus scene, yeah. all in. <laughs> yeah, all in. That, Nailed it. That was scarier than Krampus. 
That Backstreet yeah. Boys song. That is. It's like the Backstreet Boys creeped into your room at night, and it's like, wake up, Brian. It's Christmas time. <laughs> It's a present. This YouTube comment is is hilarious. What a fantastic, impressive song! Like that so much. Thank you, dear. Respect, <laughs> producer. Respect from Lithuania. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Yeah. Thank Lithu- you, dear. From Lithuania. Lithuania. <laughs> this is grandma. Lithuania, I feel like, is prime Krampus area. You know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That feels like Krampus town. Oh, what is kidnap this? A child. There was a uh, movie that was filmed in Bulgaria that I saw recently. Do you know what that was? Um, oh, uh, is that um, uh, Barbarian? Barbarian yeah. was turned out to be yeah. filmed in Bulgaria and was really yeah. Cool. Right on. A lot of those movies are like that. They always Bulgaria. film there because it's cheaper. Yeah, and they built a whole Detroit like suburb in Bel- Bulgaria for that. Really? Oh, sweet. Yeah. They only shot a little bit, I believe. Is that the nicest Detroit. suburb in Bulgaria, in Bulgaria now? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah, I love that movie. We built that was a good, that was a good movie. Did you see that? You love that? <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, Barbarian. I really loved it, yeah. I it loved it. Great. That just surprised me at, at every turn. What a ride. Yeah. Smile might, I would say Smile might suffer from viewing... At, uh, after Barbarian, but it's separately. I think so. Two different things because Barbarian is just such a like that's cinematic what, hollering ride. Right. <laughs> I think that's what made Smile worse to me because a little I more status quo. I, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's well. It thanks for, for ruining a good. Uh, thanks for ruining Christmas. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Ahead of time. I, would, I wonder if that will be the worst Christmas song of the season. I guess we'll find no, out. The, nope. No. I'm saying right now. Nope. Not at wow. all. <laughs> Who's going to top it? What's, oh, your, what's our endless amount of people? An endless amount of people are going to top they it. Could, um, oh, maybe like Richard Marks might put out something. <laughs> he might crush it. He's he's <laughs> Richard Marks has been pretty um, funny about his legacy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's funny on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. What did he say? Like, I like going to the, to the dentist because it's nice to get in touch with my music. <laughs> <laughs> that great. is good. Of him. You know, when people have a sense of humor like that, you just root for him. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And his wife, Daisy Fuentes from MTV. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. Well, right I'll on. be damned. Daisy Marks. Small world. Daisy Marks. <laughs> Daisy Marks. Richard Fuentes. Um, old, old Dick Fuentes. <laughs> How's it going? They're, they're, they're old MTV royalty. Congrats to them. It was super fun having you on. Oh, yeah, thank thanks you for Brian. having me. Yeah, this was great. The best. Everybody, um, check out the new album, Physical Thrills. Yeah, is there a song you'd like me to play at the end of this to take us out? From us? Yeah. Um, I'll put it on at the end. Sticks and Stones. That's the, number, the second song. All right, cool. That'll be that'll be lovely. And oh, thanks yeah. for having me. And, and let me know uh, anytime you need me. I would love to be a part of this. Oh, of course. It's so much fun. Yeah, right on. Yeah, you were great. Um, waited and start to everybody check out Comedy Bang Bang World. Yeah, and I also want to say uh, I f- completely forgot to plug this project, but uh, play it by ear. It's on uh, Dropout TV. And it's the episodes with me are out now. It's with the off book crew and we did a TV oh, show and, uh, we, we improvised songs on TV. So, uh, no way. you know, stepping Sweet. up our game and it's been really fun. Where Still, did they uh, see that? It's on dropout TV. 
which is, uh, I had actually never really heard of it, but it's a extension of college humor and it's actually really big, like huge on TikTok, and, uh, we've got a big audience. So it's been really cool. So you're telling me that TV's coming back, like live TV, (laughs) like television, like UHF. Yeah, Yeah, it's like indie TV. That's cool. They know what they're doing. Like they they got their audience. So uh, that's been really fun. Off book, we're still, I'm still paralyzed to go on that. I, I know that. <laughs> oh, man, we would love to, to have you. We'd love I'd to love you. to. I got to get the courage. <clears throat> they I'm take good care of you. Fan. Yeah, I yeah. love them. They're so great. Zach and Jess are such, um, you know, I mean, they're just genius at what they do. And yeah. if you, if you're a little worried that everyone's nervous to come on that show, but they just like take you for their ride and they can, off, off they provide is, the is, training net, you know, they give you is, cocaine when you come yeah. in, oh, well, yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but then you get a nose whistle, you know, yeah. that oh, I have yeah. to take oh. out the nose whistle. You got a filter for that. <laughs> That's how Steve and X got it from doing off book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, also check out haveasummer.com slash shop pick up an Austin Stories DVD have a summer t-shirt listen to grifthorsepod.com and drop date duel and we will see you right here next week on Who, Who Charted, Charted.